Hello, I'm Joshua. And I'm Leah. And we would like to thank you for listening to the Reasonably Prepared Podcast. A preparedness resource for the complete beginner. We are here to help you on your preparedness journey. Without the paranoia, fear, and doomsday often associated with preparedness. If you find our podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a comment letting us know. And now, on, on to the, the show. Reasonably Prepared. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Wayne. You're welcome. Dude, this is my friend, my closest, oldest friend, Wayne. We, bro, we have gone on more adventures together <laughs> and done the craziest stuff out of anybody else that I know. I mean, it's true. And, you know, when we, even with my bro, <laughs> anyway, so we were yapping yesterday because you're down here visiting mm-hmm. about this one this one hunting event we went on together. Event's a good name. Event. Yeah, we'll call it an event. And so I was like, bro, we got to just have to discuss this for people on a podcast. And we're going to, we go over today. We're going to, like, in this story, we're going to talk about the importance of a lot of the things most preppers or preparedness people discuss. Only difference is they discuss it. We and- live it. <laughs> You and I put ourselves through the paces. Yeah. So, so to give everybody a backstory, once again, Wayne and I have been hunting together every year, with the exception of the last couple of years since we've moved and since you abandoned me. Since we, since I abandoned you. Yeah. Since I abandoned California. Booyah, California! Take yeah. it. Yeah. Suck it. Anyway, uh, every hunting season, for the better part of the, I mean, okay, how long have I known you? When did we meet? Uh, 2012 or 2013, I believe. That's when we met. Yeah. And it was immediate, dude, we need to start hanging out. Yeah. Right? And in a lot of ways, we're two entirely different people. Yeah. Like, there's no way, had we not been where we were, that we probably ever would have talked. Right, right. Exactly right. Two entirely different people. (laughs) But formed a very deep, awesome friendship over the last many years with a lot of craziness adventures adventures with our families uh and our kids and each other so anyway there i want to say it was like the third or fourth hunting season you and i had been out together i might have been the second the second it might have been because the first one was epic also yeah the first one, first deer season. It was lame, but we had fun. But it was epic. Yeah. It rained more and hailed on us more that it season. It was the third season then. It had to be the third season. It was season. the third season. Okay. So um, we talk a lot on this channel, or on this channel, on this podcast, like it's YouTube, like getting the two mediums confused, um, specifically for the, the absolute beginner to intermediate or to, to give perspective that's not just theoretical. There's a lot of preparedness stuff that's all, it's almost all what could happen, what might happen. As you know, like, but grandiose what could happen. Hypotheticals. Happen. Yeah, crazy hypotheticals. hypotheticals. Crazy, crazy hypotheticals. It's, it, and it gets a little frustrating um, for people, even for me, when you're, you're, when you're, it goes from like zero to 100 almost instantly sometimes. And it, it basically goes from zero to nuclear war yeah, in a moment or two. And the reality is, uh, being prudent 
and being prepared to some degree on some very key aspects are very important for regular, normal, everyday life. Because it doesn't doesn't matter if we're like you and me in the woods, deep in the woods, like we're going to talk about. But even just on a long car trip, yeah, you know, long car trip going from you know one state to the next, mm-hmm. you know what. So what we talk about is it it, it applies to the, all of those mediums from basic everyday tra- traveling to and from work. Oh man, there we go to and from work. Or a big event like we're going hunting for four or five days way out in the middle of nowhere and we're stuck if something happens. Yeah. But the story, this one, hinges, it starts on. And it's funny because in this story that we were laughing about yesterday are many preparedness bullet points. Okay, many, many things like you need to think about this and you think about that because this could actually happen. Fire can actually happen. Tornadoes can actually happen. But (laughs) So this all hinges on not having a functioning spare tire in your vehicle and not having a car jack. If we would have just had the jack, we could have, or we, we would have just had the tire. We could have made the jack thing work. We had enough manpower. <laughs> well, I, or at least <laughs> enough redneck ingenuity yeah. to figure out how to get that yeah. thing changed, right? Yeah. But I don't, even this think, in- I don't even think we had like a lug wrench. N- no, 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 no. So yeah. here's, so here's the story. Me and Wayne, I think third year knowing each other, and after three years we've become really close. Our families are really close. We plan a hunting trip in out in the uh, Trinity County, Tr- uh, Trinity uh, National. Yeah, Shasta Trinity National Forest. Yeah, Shasta Trinity National Forest, deep, deep, deep <laughs> into the forest. Um, and I had, I had just purchased. Uh, a Jeep Cherokee. It was a 1998 Jeep Cherokee, and I by just purchased I mean like. Four days before the trip, I purchased this vehicle. And I want to say, oh, so your truck was connected to the camp camper and camping gear in the trailer and stayed in camp. Yes. Yeah, stayed in camp. And we all decided, well, you know, we'll just roll we'll just roll down the log and dirt roads and get deeper deeper into the woods with the Jeep. Mm-hmm. So there we did. All morning, deeper and deeper and deeper into the woods. Now, typically Typically, you and I both are very, very good at making sure that we have too much stuff in our vehicles. Just, I mean, literally, like if it can go in there because we might use it, it's in there from knives to rope, cordage to tools to axes to hatchets to chainsaws to. And it's usually redundant. It's always redundant, especially when we're, the two of us are together. Mm-hmm. It's wildly redundant. And then there's a couple of things where maybe I might def- be deficient in that you have or uh, you might have that I don't, you know, kind of a thing. But typically, we overlap pretty good, and we live pretty good in the woods Yeah. once once we get out there. So at this point, I hadn't gone through my vehicle at all. I was just excited to get out in the woods and go hunting. So we all just jumped in the Jeep and rolled. <laughs> Old tires. And... There was nothing in there except what we had in our packs. Mm-hmm. So it was you, me, Trey, your oldest son, yep. Trey, and Erica, your wife. Erica was with us, right? She had to be. We had all the kids. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Wait, wait, not all the kids, just your kids. Yeah, just, just my kids, but all of my kids. So we had Zachy and yeah. Cody also? Yeah. I, I remember... I 
So my my memory is more Trey because Trey poor Trey was terrified by the end of the thing. Yeah. Like he was not happy. So driving deep and deep and deep and deep into the woods, we blow a tire. Well, do you remember where we were going? Oh, we were going. We found this one like base that we're like, hey, we can set up camp here, yeah. and then from here we can walk deeper into the woods to try to find the deer. Yeah. Right. And we had found it, and we're like, well. Let's show Erica and the boys. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're like, let's, because we might want to just. We should have just looked at it and left it. No, no, because we (laughs) wanted to set up camp there. It was a better campsite than where we were. We're like, hey, let's show Erica. I remember now. Let's show Erica and the boys, see if they like it. And if they do, we'll just move camp here because we haven't, we're not really into this yet. We had just, I want to say we had just parked our stuff. We haven't even set up camp yet. Yeah, we parked it for the night. And so, I don't know how many miles into this one canyon we finally drove down. Could, could, could you guesstimate how many miles it was? I think we were two and a half, three miles down in. Easy. Two and, two and, yeah, from from the Ridge Road, yeah. Yeah, and, and for anybody who doesn't know, if you live in a place like Texas where everything is flat or the flyover states or even the East Coast where the mountains aren't quite like they are, you know, west of the Rockies, the... <laughs> The mountains in California are just massively tall, pointy peaks and then massively pointed valleys. They're thousands and thousands of feet in elevation really fast. Yeah. And so that's right. This one was almost near the bottom of this one canyon, this campsite. Boom, pop tire. It was shocking. On the way out. Or no, it was no, on the way in. On the way in. We were the almost there. In. It was, yeah. we, we walked to the campsite. Yep. Yeah. Because it was 400 yards away. Yeah. Right. We're like, all right, well, we'll deal with this. Let's go look at the campsite, and then we'll change the tire. We'll come back. Come back, and we'll change the tire. So we get back to the vehicle, and having owned this Jeep for four days, we're like, all right, just we'll grab the jack. We'll put the spur on. We'll get back up to camp. We'll and we'll we'll figure we'll figure out trying to get the, what we're gonna do. We'll figure out what we're yeah. gonna do. So we start digging through the Jeep. No jack. None. No. None at all. And then. We pull out the spare tire thinking, you know what, get the spare tire out because we're going to redneck engineer this thing. We're getting this tire on. No air. Nope. Flat flat as pancake. Crap. Big crap. We have to hike out now. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't re- I, I don't recall the, everybody being like, I know we were a little stressed because we're like, okay, we what after trying to finally figure out okay there's no way we have to leave the jeep here and we have to walk out yeah we wrangle the kids up we grab all of our gear we, which was a lot of gear it was, yeah it was a pretty fair amount of gear it was our both our packs rifles um kids stuff stuffing no, it was mainly weapons well <laughs> yeah because i didn't want to leave them all in the jeep, jeep in the middle of the woods it didn't lock. Yeah, it did lock. Okay, so this was a, this was a beater <laughs> vehicle too. By the way, this was just a beater thing that I could take out in the woods and beat the crap out of, and that's why I bought it. So one of the doors didn't lock. The driver's side door didn't lock, and then I that was the Jeep that I had a bad habit of. Well, when we lived out in Northern California, my my keys never left the ignition. They yeah. were always in the ignition. Anyway, all that to say. So now. We have to hike out several miles to get to camp just to figure out what we're going to do and drive into town, get a spare, get a car jack, do all that kind of stuff. And you are type one diabetic. 
Yeah. I can't remember. Did you have your shot with you? Yeah. So did you crash or did you go I high? I crashed. You crashed. Yeah. Okay. So I um, earlier multiple the, times. Yeah. When I, I earlier in the week I had was shopping. I always try to keep as much diabetic stuff as I can now for you. Whatever I can buy over the counter is everywhere in, in anything I own because of this specific, this instance. Now, before that, I felt, I mean, call it the Holy Spirit or God talking to me or whatever. I felt like, okay, I need to buy these few things um, and put them in my pack just in case we need them. Just, I, just in case. And, and at that point, I didn't really know anything about other than that you had diabetes about diabetes, like yeah. how to manage it for you or with you, what happens when you crash, what happens when you go too high. And we're really good at reading each other now. Yeah. You know? um, but I had no idea. I wasn't educated at all. You had to educate me there. So we've got Erica, you, Trey, Cody, and Zach. How old are they? Tell everybody how old the kids are because it's easy to... So Trey was probably... 10 or 11 he was probably 11 at the time right and then cody would have been nine and zach like seven okay so they're young yeah young 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 so bullet point number one up front right now to be prepared make sure you have a functioning spare and a functioning jack in your vehicle and a tire iron and a tire iron yeah, I guess that's it's the trifecta there because yeah. you're not doing anything without a tire iron. So make sure you have the ability all the time to change a spare and you know how to change a spare. Yeah. Yeah, so practice. So yeah, figure yeah. it out. Ask somebody who knows how. So that's my point number one here. That All of this, everything else behind this, because there was no, we could not change spare tire. So now... That's it. We have to start walking. I don't know how long it took. It was like half an hour, 40 minutes later, and you're like, guys, I'm feeling pretty low. And Eric was like, oh, crap, I didn't bring anything. I, I think I started eating before so, any of it all happened. I think I started because I'm like, okay, I'm not. I'm starting to get low. I'll eat something, and I ate something. That's where I was going with this. Something told me while I was at, um, what's the grocery store? Gross out. Grocery outlet. In While we were in grocery outlet shameless name plug buy protein bars and some sugar right mm -hmm. so i think it was lifesavers yep those so the the, the little rolls little rolls of lifesavers and protein bars so i grabbed a whole box of protein bars and then a, a, a box of rolls of those lifesavers who the hell knew it would turn out to be life savers so Walk and walk and walk and you're physically depleting yourself. We have our, a lot of our stuff and boom, you, you start crashing. Um, and when you when you take insulin, it's I'm still, it's been a while. I mean, because you're trying to bring yourself back up, right? Or the insulin, insulin takes you down. Takes you down, right? Insulin takes you down, right? But you don't need insulin. You're crashing. And we're, <laughs> we're hours from camp. Yeah. Hours. And there's no cell, no cell service, nothing out there hours from camp and but and everybody that knew where we were going to be was with us yeah everybody i mean with i mean leah my wife knew where we were but she wasn't coming out on the on the trip this time yeah it was just us we were just going for a weekend trip i believe it was mm -hmm. um and man it, it was just yeah it was just us hiking out so 
hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and you, you start getting lower and lower and lower. I mean, when you're crashing like that for, for anybody listening who doesn't know and isn't educated enough as a diabetic, type one, insulin dependent, like what happens to your mind and your body as like, cause we have to keep going. I'm trying to keep us motivated. You know, your wife is understanding. She's trying to communicate with me and help me out. But what's going through your mind in the middle of the woods? If um, you can remember. I don't necessarily remember that particular situation um, because that's part of the, I mean, the the effects of, you know, low blood sugar like that are, it's almost like a drunken state. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're, neurologically, you're not all there. Yeah, because you start slurring. Yeah, you, get, you start slurring you, your words. You get like a white around here. Yeah, your you eyes sweat, flash over. You yeah, sweat you profusely. S- yes. Um, it looked, you know what you look like to me? Like you were overdosing. Like you were, because I te- technically, I'm, yeah, I guess it wouldn't really be overdosing, but underdosing maybe you're deficient for yeah, sure. You're you're deficient in you know the sugar that's contained in your blood normally mm-hmm. that keeps feeding your brain and you know stuff like that. So yeah, you're basically starving your brain. Oh God, it was totally scary, but we keep pushing on now. I think so. How much? So how much does sugar? And protein bars help in this scenario because I, I mean, is it what got us it, you it, out it alive? Is, I mean, it's what got us out. Um, but at the same time, when you're exerting that much energy, mm-hmm. you're burning those sugars up so fast that, because I mean, if you remember, it was September, yeah, October. It's it hot. It hot, crazy you know? hot. It was probably where we were, probably there. eighty degrees, eighty-five, ninety degrees. Easy. Easy. So it was, you know, and then we're packing all our gear out, mm-hmm. and I don't even, I'm, we probably had. We had plenty of gear, we'll just say that, yeah. we had plenty of gear, because um, the intent was to set up camp, and then you and I would strip down just when we were, would day hiking, and now we would lean out our gear and have just what we needed for, anyway. So hours go by, and you just keep getting worse. Yeah. And you it keep getting worse. It would come up worse. a little bit, and then it'd crash, and then yeah, it'd and come then up, it'd and then it'd eat crash. something, and you'd crash, and you're sweating, and now you're slurring, you're not making any sense, and you're poor. So I don't know that Cody or Zachy at the time were old enough to really, really be as or they just they knew something was wrong. They they knew my blood sugar was low and but Trey, who loves his dad, so I mean all your kids love you so much, but at this time his cog is old enough to understand what's happening and he's terrified. Yeah. He's very afraid. And so um so folks, it got to the point where he you could not walk. No, I I was so my my body basically went into a starvation state and it just I I couldn't bend my knees, I couldn't move my legs. I was just We we you are were, you were under and that was that was like the last leg of the trip. We're like, you know Oh actually rewind for a little bit. So you you're you're getting I, I remember this now, you're getting uh worse and worse and worse. The kids are getting nervous. Eric is nervous. Yeah. And and um I'm trying to keep a cool level head the entire time and kind of keep us all mentally on track and afloat. Uh, and so Eric and I would stop, we'd talk, get a grip, and then we keep going. Sometimes this is also a case in point. We met, there were people, we passed, we met up with some folks. No, I know. Tell how angry you are. Seriously. Yeah, that still to this day pisses me off to no, no, no extent. We're in dire straits. We look, and- we looked like, we looked dead. We're, well, we Eric and I are, are all but completely carrying you at this point. 
And along come some other hunters. And this is just a case in point about, well, number one, it's, it's the suckiest part of society to me. Yeah. What society might be like. Um, I, these are lower denominator type people. So I can't say all of society can be that way, but it is a case in point where you, you, you can't just inherently trust everybody to be good Samaritans and help you yeah. when you're in need. You still have to figure out a way, like prepare, prepare to do it alone, but always be seeking out, trying to help other people and live in community, right? Yeah. But we're about two thirds of the way, maybe three quarters of the way, three quarters, almost yeah. to camp, and we meet up with some people, not on a quad, they were it's in a side like, by a side. side by side, right? They're in a full side by side, and there's only t- two of them. It's three. Was there somebody in the back seat? Uh, there was one guy in the driver's seat and two people out talking still. Okay, right on. We meet, oh, that's right. They didn't. We walked up on them. We walked up on we them. We walked up on them, and they wanted. They didn't want to have anything to do. So we're trying to ask, hey, can you guys help? We just need to get to camp over here. And I don't know if they didn't trust us because of what we looked like. And I'm like, we're and nothing. No. Stared at us like we were, like we murdered somebody and we're walking out of the woods and we just buried them in the woods. And then they're like, well, I don't know. Well, we had this thing we were going to do. And they just jump in their thing and they roll. Yeah. They leave us. Yeah. You're half dead. And they just leave. No. Can we help? Is there something well, wrong? Not only that, like there's a lady and three kids there too. Yeah. Little kids. In flip flops. Yeah. Yeah. Because the whole point was we were just going to show them and then drive back up. Yeah. And come back down. Right. Yeah. It was just a, it was just a little scouting thing. There was no, we weren't going into the woods to hunt at this point. No. So, so these people idiots these a-holes leave us holy yeah. crap so now look to to, to wrap up the bit the rest of the story we we obviously you're alive yeah you made it to camp and we made it to camp uh, it was several many 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 hours later in fact it was enough hours that it was at this point is dark yeah we walked in in the dark we walked to camp in the dark uh with the flashlights we had in mm-hmm. the pack yeah um which, thank goodness, you and I always have flashlights. Mm-hmm. Always. Always, always, always. So, we get into camp, and Erica's, and you can't do anything. You're compl- completely yeah. incapacitated. Somebody has to stay with you while we go yeah. do what we need to do. I want, so, did did you run out of insulin? Because there was something, we had to go get I stuff for you. ran out of sugar. Oh, I keep thinking, that's right. You ran out of the right sugar. That's, we completely ran we out completely of sugar. completely ran out of You everything. had consumed it all. Yeah. And there was none in camp. We I had to go back into town. There, there was still there was stuff in camp because that's where I just sat there and. But there were no sodas. The reason being, I remember Trey being like, "No, I don't want to stay. What if Dad dies?" Yeah, and that was just because of the past couple hours that he had to go through. And we're like, he's not going to die now, because yeah. I had the food there to you know. To Everything's going to be good, but we just need you to stay with Dad because we have to go into town and get all the crap for the jeep now. To get it fixed, yeah. so we can come back and fix it. And he's poor kids crying. I mean, I, I and I think Cody and Zachy were so tired they were just they like just passed out. they just passed out went to bed. Yeah. They just passed out went to bed. And Trey's weeping, and we're trying to console him. And I mean, there's a lot of dynamic that happens in an elevated emergency <laughs> situation that is only fantasy when you're reading about it. Yeah, it's yeah. only fantasy. And so. I just wanted to talk the story through to give anybody listen that it the real world real time this can happen so the importance of of several different things number one we already talked about spare tire and being able to have the crap in there um, you want to make sure you've got plenty of food and water 
on you and in your vehicle at all times. Yeah. Right? No matter what. Yeah. If you break down on the side of the highway on a long trip with your family in it, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, if you blow two tires at once and you can only have one spare, literally, what are you doing? Yeah. If you're depending on, oh, well, we'll just going from convenience store to convenience store to get your snacks. That's not wise. No. Because if you've got to walk and you can't depend on other people who are driving by, it's certainly not in today's day and age. People no. are pretty much in their own world now. And thank God there are some good Samaritans who might want to help. But generally speaking, we've become a pretty distrustful society. And people are like, oh, they're walking on the side of the highway. I don't know if I want to. You can't do that. You can't talk to people anymore. Yeah. And you've got to make sure you've got some provisions just in case or you break down at night. Yeah. You know, that's that's. Number two is to make sure you got food and water and provisions. Number three, bro, we got, I got myself to the point in the last number of years, except for very recently, where I was a fat tub of lard, wildly out of shape, lazy. And being with you specifically, doing life with you like we were doing, having the property, constantly working the property, constantly working your property, constantly, I was in pretty good, pretty good condition. Yeah. Enough that we did this. Yeah. Six months ago, if it had happened again six months ago, I wouldn't have hiked out of that canyon. I'll wait. <laughs> well, no, I would have tried. Yeah. But it, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Knowing how lazy I had gotten and how much beer I put in my belly, there's no way I couldn't have done it. So the, the importance of being physic, somewhat physically fit. Yeah. Even if it's just, you know, being able to do lawn work for a whole day and and yeah. you know being able to, to just be you know getting out every morning for 20 minutes and just walking get your body used to that motion so if you've got if you break down the side of the road you can walk to the next gas station and your feet aren't killing you and you don't have blisters and you're not hurting yourself and so one hunting trip one day one bad tire we we do the gamut of medical preparedness yeah food preparedness physical fitness preparedness and mental preparedness and we actually, surprisingly, we actually did well on water. Oh, we yeah. We never ran out of water. No, we had water. I If it had lasted another day. If it had lasted a few more hours. Yeah, like you haven't continued to go. But we had enough water to get to, to get out of that scenario, yeah. um, which typically in my vehicles I do. I have enough water basically for a, a, whole, a day, for a whole day. Yeah. You know, so it's I have at least one gallon, typically, typically. I have one gallon of water for me in my vehicle, and then I'd be a half a gallon for each person to at least have. And usually we have some sort of drink or things like that anyway when we're traveling. To, but, man, this is the biggest, massive, most massive case in point. And I know we're winging it. It's no real format today. But just the story alone, I'm hoping, is to get people's minds engaged on, okay, it doesn't have to be World War Three. It doesn't have to be a zombie apocalypse. Give me other ridiculous scenarios that people come up with. They're not ridiculous. It's not that they're ridiculous. I, I just said that like it was condescending, but far-fetched. They don't have to be so far-fetched, um, especially going down the list of things. I mean, you and I have been evacuated mm -hmm. from our homes because of fire. Yeah. Right? Uh, we've had to we've had to run from wild animals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have done so much crap, bro. We've injured our bodies. And so hanging out with you is, is one of the biggest litmus tests for pro being properly prepared uh, that I've not. I mean, I've always been prepared in this mind. Actually, what we have is me being prepared in this mind and studying about it and knowing about it and you being the ready 
fire aim type person who's like, yep. well, I'll figure it out. And when I figure it out, I'll add that to the repertoire. And teaming right. up now, we we ha- we actually we, we get our bases covered a lot, which is yeah. which is really good. Which is why I'm glad to do life with you. But hopefully, hiking out of the woods with a diabetic is a real world scenario people can wrap their head around and uh, to maybe take some action. It brings another level of difficulty into every situation. The diabetes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it, 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 if you're smart with it, you know, it, it's totally functional. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I wish I had stats a lot. Like, I don't know what the stats are, the percentage of people in America with type 1, not type 2, but type 1 diabetes. I mean, it's a lot. I know, personally know, right? It's a lot, but it doesn't hold a candle with type 2. No, but type 2 is more manageable in this type, this type of scenario, unless, right? Unless you let your type 2 get to type 1, you know, you become insulin dependent, and then it really sucks. Oh. I'd, I'd trade my shots for pills any day. Yeah, pills and diet. Yeah. Because well, I would just stick to the diet and say the heck with I'm it. I'm pretty sure dad, my dad, got type 2 yeah. uh, a number of years ago was diagnosed and dramatically changed his life, and I believe he's not... I believe now he's not pill dependent anymore and he's reversed it, but he's behaving as though he has diabetes. So his, he's basically formed a rhythm where he's, you know, being healthy enough now that he won't ever get it again. Yeah. And formed he'll a always, it'll always be there. Yeah. But if he just continues on, you know, his diet and exercise regimen, then it'll be fine. Yeah. You know, it's, it's livable. Yeah. Type one, usually you get it as a kid and you're stuck with it. There's no way around it. Right. Yeah. So, Goodness gracious. And Fun. Then, we have lots of stories we can tell. Yeah. And then, and we, once you get moved down here, we're going to tell a bunch more and we'll organize them so they're a lot more fun and entertaining because I'm going to have you on the mic. Let me, let me add one more thing well, about, do it, do it, about do it. spare tires. Spare tires, do it. 2018. Bought my, my new truck. The white one? Yeah. Okay. What happened? I went hunting. Same thing happened? And, no, we were, it, it, actually, yeah, same thing happened. But what? We were, we were, we were on the east side. On the east side, so up in C zone. Oh, and holy we're crap. driving along this ridge, and one of the kids was in the bed of the like truck. Tamarack and all that area, or uh, no, over Big Bend area. Oh, okay, right. And one of the kids is in the back of the truck, and they're like, <laughs> "Dad, Dad, I hear something hissing," and I jump out, and I'm like, "Oh crap, dude! The shale in Northern California will it's eat no up. Joke. Yeah, will it's eat no, up your tires." It, it pushed it wasn't even a shale rock but it pushed a rock through the tread diagonally dude through the tread and starts hissing so if I you're just, running two ply or or under these are, six these are load range e okay pliers. i'm just saying all, all i know is you can run over a tiny little thing in two ply tires out in northern california and that's it you're shredding your tires. i floored it back to camp jump out jack the truck up i had the jack i had everything yeah but now i, I had just bought the truck like the week before yeah but bro also i know that i know this too because of that scenario that's when you went out and you're like bro high lift jacks i'm not messing around with this crap anymore you went out and bought the high lift because you're like i'm not even dealing with yeah. not having a high lift type jack anymore ever not after walking out of the woods and almost dying yeah. so that was the catalyst for us to get real jacks also yeah not those chits but even the chintzy scissor, scissor lift one is better than absolutely nothing oh, have yeah. something absolutely but i get back to camp and first, first the other thing, make sure your spare tire doesn't have a lock on it. Or if it does, make sure you have the key. No. We ended up cutting the spare tire cable so we could get the spare tire out. And when we got the spare tire out, it was flat. Because <laughs> you had just bought the truck. I just bought the truck. So 
I'm yeah, not doing. Luckily, I had another vehicle there, and I just drove to my house and got an air tank. Yeah. Because I was only 45 minutes from home. Yeah. So but. we're gonna put together. I'm putting together a whole video with Caleb with his brand new truck. The before he's allowed to drive it, we're going through the <laughs> no. I'm just no. There's no joke. I did the same thing with Leah's car. It, we, I'm doing the entire checklist of what you have to have in your vehicle before you are allowed to go out and drive it. Period. And it's the simplest. Make sure there's lifesavers. Lifesavers. In case any of your friends are diabetic. Or anybody. Actually, anybody. You can be the good Samaritan if those a-holes weren't. Oh, man. They still get me mad. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is Conversations with Wayne. This is reasonably prepared. I hope that everybody takes this to heart and doesn't uh, get themselves all worried and worked up about crazy doomsday scenarios and just is uh with a you know higher desire to serve and love their community and and hopefully this uh story helps out a little bit with a little bit better more down-to-earth perspective on why some of us believe in and enjoy being reasonably prepared